This is Minnesota Now on NPR News. I'm Kathy Werzer. If Lily Gladstone wins an Oscar for her portrayal of Molly Burkhart in the film Killers of the Flower Moon, which depicts the systematic murder of Osage Indian people for their oil wealth in the 1920s in Oklahoma, she'll be the first Native American actor to take home the statue. Her historic firsts are a milestone for the Native American community, including here in Minnesota. Here is true detective actress, Minnesota-born Isabella Star LeBlanc, in a conversation with me last month. I just remember being, you know, a kid and being like, I don't know, is that allowed to happen for Native actors? Is that allowed to happen for Native actors who are like based in Minneapolis or based not in Hollywood? And yeah, she's such a great example of, yes, it is possible. And, you know, there's so many of us who are, you know, kind of indebted to her for the the trailblazing she's done. APM reports Allison Herrera spoke with Gladstone about who she leaned on to craft the role of Molly Burkhart, what it's like to be a historic first, and what's next for the actor. And so what I said to you was, hello, my name's Allison Herrera, and I'm Holon Solinen. I come from the village of Toro Creek in California, and my mother is Margaret Herrera, and she's Solinen. And I said, welcome. My name is Lily Gladstone, Eagle Woman, and I'm from the Blackfoot Nation. I grew up in Browning, Montana, and East Glacier, Montana. When I was in middle school, we relocated to Seattle. So I spent my childhood in both places. I'm also from the Nez Perce Nation, my sweet grandma, who I helped caretake until uh, the very, very end. She's uh, Nimi Poo from Lapway, Idaho. So I got to give a shout out to all my Nez Perce family, too. Okay, so I know that you worked with a lot of Osage consultants on this film, one of them being uh, the late Johnny Williams, um, who passed away Mm -hmm. the year before the movie was released. I didn't know him, but I know that he was a dear member of the community. What did he and others tell you that surprised you and and how did that influence you? After having spent time with Chris Cote, my language teacher, who's a few years younger than me, but I consider, you know, my, my contemporary, like I picked up a few beats of language. And uh, when I met Johnny, I said, um, like, hello, how are you in Osage? And he understood and like he nodded. But then he, he also let me know that he didn't speak Osage. And I was like, oh, same back home. You know, there's there's a lot of folks in that generation that didn't have it. You know, our generation was kind of the first ones that were young when a lot of language revitalization efforts kicked in. That was an immediate sort of recognition that we have real similar histories. Two of the most influential women that I met that had direct shaping of Molly and like the pacing, the voice, the way that she conducted herself came from uh, Margie Burkhart, Molly's granddaughter. I was already friends with Wilson Pipestem. He very graciously like was just sharing stories of his grandma Rose, who would have been a contemporary of Molly. And a lot of the stories that he told us about her literally shaped lines and scenes and give us a stronger understanding of who Molly would have been. Kind of my inroad to Molly was shaped by just stories I'd heard of my great grandma Lily, who I'm named after, my dad's grandma. She had a heavy hand in raising him. But she and Molly were only separated by 10 years. Molly was born in 1886. Grandma was 19 or 1896. When I was visiting with Wilson about Rose, I kept hearing Grandma Lily. <laughs> you know, everything he would say about her felt like Grandma Lily. And I even said to him once, it's like I could kind of feel them like sitting together, like really liking 
that their their grandkids have come together. And then the other great thing that came from Wilson was this line that I speak. Um, it's it's Molly's last words to her sister Anna. I was going to ask you about that line. That line, I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but uh, where you you know that's a value Native people hold very high. The importance mm-hmm. of family because we're here because of the actions are. Um, you know, the actions of others. And I want to know, you know, how was that improvised? Was it in the script? And what was your reaction when you read that line? It got put in the script because of conversations I'd had with Wilson and then brought to Marty. As that first scene with, you know, Ernest wanting to keep drinking and Molly saying, just be still. It's like it shows that contrast in the worldviews that are that are like confronting each other at this point in time. Um you know, Molly and her whole family and Osage people at the time had wealth and money, you know, and that was fairly new. But the value actually to actually be wealthy lies in your family. You know, the inroad, I think, to a lot of people in, in watching this story is like just, you know, that common thing when people are confronted with this history. It's like, wow, we took everything from them sort of a mentality. And thinking about like, you know, the stealing of the of the oil wealth and murdering people for their head rights for their oil wealth is still very much centering the money aspect of it. So having that moment, particularly those last words to Anna being, you're my wealth, and then the journey that that starts as Anna Brown's murder was, it, it shook the community. You know, it was, it was a huge deal. That, that was everything to Molly. That was everything to Osage community is everything to us as Native people, as our families. You know, after you won the Golden Globe, you know, Native people, mm-hmm. Native Twitter, Osage people were just going crazy. And I um, <laughs> and I read a line, you know, the people at Osage News were like cheering and they're very excited. Yeah. But you're very intentional mm-hmm. about making sure that when you talk about your success, you let no- people know that you're a part of the a community and that this success, which is also, you know, part of your hard work, but wouldn't be possible without your family. And I wondered if you could talk about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, this light that's kind of being shown on on me as an individual right now, it's too bright. It feels too big if it's not shared. That's a dangerous thing for all of us to think that we individually have accomplished everything that we have. You know, that's, that's also like not how we see things. And acting, this kind of job, you know, it's not a reliable thing, but it's necessary. You know, storytelling and um, passing down these stories and, you know, shifting paradigm, shifting perspective. I've always been instilled with this sense that there's a greater purpose in it. Of course, the individual Lily loves it, but it's always been loaded with the sense of purpose and benefit for everybody. It's circumstantial that I'm at this point in history because of this story, this filmmaker, you know, the the right people taking a gamble on changing the story away from, you know, an FBI story to this relationship piece, you know, brought out this opportunity to tell a very complicated human story that's very difficult. That's That's not me. That belongs to Osage and everybody who went into crafting that character and, you know, making it real. There's kind of sometimes scary to be this historic first, um, you know, mm-hmm. now, how will you use this capital that you have? Are you going to make more movies with Native directors and casts? Um, are you going to lean into Hollywood a little bit more? What are What are your plans? A lot of times when people are in the position where they've like kicked the door open, all the opportunities flood in and you just like chase them and then you just keep going, you know, just like right away. But that also can be a very individualistic thing, which is one reason why I keep 
reminding myself in every step of the way to include community in it. You know, it's just intrinsic to me. But when Sterling Harjo and I were visiting recently about it, you know, creator of Reservation Dogs, as we all know, we were talking about this and he said like, yeah, right now we're kicking the door in, but that also kind of means that now we just have to stand here and hold it open. Like we, we can't just run through it because if you do that door closes behind you. It's, it's time to be thoughtful. It's time to consider what's next. You know, we belong in every story because we are everywhere. People want to always put native people into a box or like understand us in one context of history or in one, like, you know, one realm. But we know that we're, we're everywhere. You know, like I met a black feet man who was born in Vienna (laughs) It was like, we're, we're worldwide. We do everything. So like as an indigenous actor, even when I'm playing characters that are not explicitly native and not set in these stories that are like talking about post-colonialism or whatever it is, whatever character I'm, I play is going to be native, at least in some way, shape or form. Like Danny DeVito has famously said, yeah, all my characters are five foot one. <laughs> and I thought that was the best way of saying it. Just one last thing. It's a, um, I just want to read this quote to you. Um, it says, In March, on a stage with over 20 million tuning in across the world, the world will see Osages with keen ribbon work across their jackets and broadcloth ties called out. We'll hope and pray they win the Oscar, but they've already won. They've won. We've won. Because after all the attention dies down, there's no more film festivals and photo ops cease. We'll still be Osages, and those singers will still sing them songs and will never stop. Amen. Hmm. And that's a comment from that. Billy Keen, the, an Osage congressman who wrote <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, what's your, I mean, I just love that. I get a little t- kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. No, I've got, I've got goosebumps now that you read that. And I mean, I saw Scott George last night. We're staying in the same hotel and we're here for the same reason. And it was, it felt so good to come in and tell him congratulations in this shared moment. You know, it's, it's great to share the history of being like a first. And it's so appropriate that an Osage person with this film and an Osage community around this drum, around this song, are also marking a historic first. That gave me chills. Quintosa, which means I'll see you later because we don't like to say goodbye. We just say <laughs> right. see you later. Us either. Gadak at the Matsons, how we say that one. I, I, I hope to see you around Osage country. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll cross paths. That's 8 p.m. reports Allison Herrera. By the way, the song you're hearing is from the film. It's called Wajaji by Osage songwriter Scott George. It's nominated for an Academy Award as well. The Academy Awards are on March 10th.